0: You're listening to the ANA Podcast Network, powered by Odyssey, a leading multi-platform audio content and entertainment company. Listen on the Odyssey app.
1: Hello and welcome to the Marketing Futures Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Berberich. Today, we're bringing you another episode of our Masters of Brand Masters series, recorded on-site at the 2023 ANA Brand Masters Conference in Bonita Springs, Florida. Our guest today is none other than Victoria Lozano, Executive Vice President of Marketing at Crayola. Victoria and I discussed Crayola's purpose-first approach to branding and the role it looks to play in the lives of children, adults, and educators today. A long-tenured marketer for the brand, Victoria shared how Crayola has evolved over the years, including entering the space of immersive experiences. Let's start the show. All right, everybody, we are here in sunny Bonita Springs, Florida at the a Brand Masters Conference. And I have the pleasure of chatting with Victoria Lozano Executive Vice President of Marketing at Crayola, Victoria, thank you so much for being a guest on the pod. Glad to be here. So, before we go into the kind of purpose-led marketing strategy of Crayola, I want to do a little bit of level setting with my listeners. Could you tell us a little bit about yourself and how your journey led you to the Executive Vice President of Marketing at Crayola?
0: Sure. I started my career in classical CPG marketing, working on a variety of brands for a variety of companies across industries. I worked uh, for companies like Miller Brewing Company, Clorox, Warner Lambert when it still existed, uh, Pfizer and Cadbury, and that path led me to Crayola. Um, and I've also worked on a variety of product categories as well as types of businesses, which I think has given me
1: kind of a bit of a unique perspective in uh, doing what I do now. That sounds amazing. And there is this trend of marketing leaders having a very diverse background because you need so many skill sets to truly lead a successful marketing strategy. Uh, So it's very cool to, uh, to see how your journey led you to Crayola. So in just a few hours, you're going to take the stage at Brand Masters and share how Crayola took a purpose-first approach to branding and marketing. Now, can you explain to our listeners why purpose is so vital to the Crayola brand?
0: Uh, Of course. For Crayola, purpose is truly a North Star. It's what we do, it's why we do it, it's how we do it, and it's something that really spans across both everything internally as well as externally. And um, when we went through some work a few years ago, a bunch of years ago, around defining that purpose a little bit better, which I know sounds odd for a 120 year old brand, but yet we did do that exercise to try to really make sure we had the right words, we have the right spirit, that we had the all the clarity and alignment, it was sort of like putting on a pair of glasses. Mm. It just crystallized everything. Uh, It gave us that clarity as to where we're going, why, and what are the right ways and the wrong ways to potentially get there. And I think what's really unique um, about Crayola is that it's a 120 year old brand. It's got universal awareness, at least certainly in the US marketplace, um, it's got something like eighty-five percent household penetration. We're wow. really in most homes That's in the incredible. U.S. that have kids, um, and it has an equity index of over four hundred. So when you kind of you know begin to work on a brand like that, and uh, like a lot of marketers, I've you know spent a lot of my career working on brands that used to mean something and don't anymore, and well then you started. try to really try to revitalize and try to recapture that magic. That's not a problem with Crayola. The magic is there. But in some ways, it actually makes the job a little bit more challenging because I think as a marketer, your legacy you want to leave is to leave the brand better than you found it. And when you start with an equity index of over 400, how do you do that, (laughs) right? And um, so it really challenges you to be that much better, to think about the you know the best ideas the biggest ideas but doing it in a way that is so true to the brand because frankly you can't, you just can't afford not to i think that's really been the reason for us to really you know go through the work about 10 15 years ago of making sure we have that clarity we have the right words and it truly is and um, and is used as a true north
1: star for everything we do very well said and i'm so glad that you kind of dialed into the details, the finite details, each word of that purpose because it's something to when in doubt you look to your purpose and is my action right now driving toward that purpose and it's so important that that purpose is completely understood what it means in society but in that business specifically. Um, So that's just so cool to hear and I couldn't agree more with you about the importance of really the positioning and what are these things, what do they make you think, what do they make you feel? and how do they make you act? So I do have to say on a personal note, a a we're all about transparency <laughs> here, that Crayola played like a massive role in my childhood. I remember Friday nights getting all of my crayons and my colored pencils and, and together and just hanging out with my friends and just drawing and creating and all of this stuff. I look back at it very much like I do Legos as both were foundational creative tools for me growing up. What role does Crayola look to have in the children of today, the lives of the children of today? Sure. Uh, Well, first of
0: all, you are like a lot of kids. In Mm -hmm. fact, most kids in this country have grown up with Crayola in one way shape or another. And now as those kids become parents, that's part of kind of like the connecting dots of childhood that you sort of want your kids to experience and you want to experience with them. Um, I think for us, you know, this brand is really multidimensional. We focus on kids, we focus on parents and caregivers, and we focus on educators. Mm. And all three are equally important, but in different ways. You know, for kids, um, what kids want, I mean, let's just be honest, they just want fun they want the fun and joy of um open-ended creative play uh they want it to be child directed they want it to be not the the word they would use but they want it to be based on what interests them right and it's really our job to a deliver that in in a great way and everything that we do but it's also our job to figure out how to sprinkle in some veggies, well, what we call is there's opportunity like for kids to learn in everything they do. But it's not a heavy learning. It's not, you know, it's, not, it's, it's certainly very integrated. It's a way for them to learn through play. And, you know, our job to focusing on the kids is to really deliver that amazing creative experiences, but that enable kids to do those, to to get those kinds of value out of it. From a parent and caregiver perspective, um, our mission and the way that we really think about our purpose is that we help parents and educators um, raise creatively alive kids. So when it comes to what we do to help uh, parents and caregivers, it's really about a partnership and it's a partnership that helps them teach their kids some strong creative skill sets. And I'm not talking about art, I'm not talking about artistry, I'm talking about things like creative thinking, like critical thinking, like problem solving, like effective communication, all those things that are really, really important for kids' development and to help them develop what we call life-learn creative mindset. Because when kids have that, it what enables them to really fully accomplish their potential, whatever that potential is. That's not our job to define, but it is um, open up those opportunities and then maximize and improve their ability to accomplish whatever it is that they do. Because those are really important skill sets for them to have. Yes, and then from the educator perspective. Again, very much about partnership, and it's really about how to be truly helpful. Educators, um, you know, do a lot, they're responsible for a lot, they have a lot of requirements that they have to meet, they have limited time, I mean, we can go on and on. Yeah. Our job is really to try to figure out how to be helpful, and how to help them teach and use arts to teach across the curriculum. Um, There's all kinds of research. There's neuroscience, there's studies that talk about and prove the fact that um, the way kids learn, the way that they, by engaging and by doing hands-on, improves outcomes. It improves how they learn, and it improves what they retain. So if we could be truly helpful to educators on how they could help accomplish their objectives and all the things that they are uh, required and need to do in the course of their jobs, That's what we look to do because we believe that if we're successful in that, um, it does help improve not only the experience for the kids, but it helps improve their learning. So for us, you know, I I think when we think about the role to back to your, you know, question, the role that we play for kids, it really is all three of these that we have to do at the same time. Because as they say, it takes a village, um, to raise a child. And, um, and we really have to address all of these things to do it well.
1: The Certified ANA Marketing Professional, or CAMP, program is a rigorous 35-hour online certification program developed specifically with the ANA marketer in mind. Covering the entire marketing process, from brand strategy and activation to marketing implementation across digital and analytic platforms, CAMP represents the full spectrum of the marketing universe. To begin your certification, go to ANA.net slash CAMP future. I just, I love that. And I think that it's so important that, yeah, and, and it's, it's a, an often overlooked thing that play is such an incredible part of development and the type of play, you know, active, engaging, interactive, but that creativity, yeah. a lot of people think creativity, oh, well, paint a picture, sing a song or something. It's about connecting things that might not be obviously connected. That applies to everything. Like you said, critical thinking. Problem solving and developing those skills innately, organically, not dictated to, yeah. oh, developing them from the inside out almost. Uh, yeah, it has an incredible effect on a child's development and their life, their life trajectory, like truly. Um, so that's just so, so cool. And it's for a brand like Crayola, it's tempting to stop at, well, we, we deliver fun. There you go. That's it. Why do we why why do we want to make things complicated? But to know what it really how you really fit into people's lives beyond just that initial coloring of uh, a picture. I think that's the purpose of how your company is just stays so grounded in what your real mission is. So absolutely. I
0: think one of the best questions, some of my favorites is, you know, why does it matter to what end? That's why I I ask my team all the time to what end? Because I think if you have a clear eye on that, I think your job becomes a lot easier. You know exactly, it becomes a lot easier to figure out what makes sense and what doesn't, what fits and what doesn't, what are the right partnerships, what are the right programs, what are the right products. It becomes a lens to everything.
1: Absolutely, could not agree with you more. So beyond just the products and helping out children and their support system, Crayola's kind of going out into the immersive experience space, and I'd love to just walk through some of the immersive experiences you're developing to bring Crayola's brand DNA to life. Sure. Well,
0: first of all, I want to start by saying is the way that we look at the brand and brand engagement is with three pillars. We look at it across products, experiences, and content. And it is very much about having that ecosystem and it's about activating across all those things so whether those products are what we manufacture or whether that's some what we do through partnerships or collaborations you know content whether it's social whether it's education whether it's entertainment and then experience is sort of the third piece of it so i just want to kind of you know point out that it's really part of an ecosystem and all those things matter and to do it well, you really have to connect those dots across those things, right? But I think specifically as it relates to immersive experiences, there's really a couple of areas that we specifically focused on. One is retail. How does our brand come to life at retail. And a lot of times our consumers get to experience it mostly in mass retail, Um, but whenever we have opportunities to bring different experiences or to showcase the brand in different ways and through different collaborations, especially with unexpected retailers, that's always really interesting because it allows a, a different kind of lens on the brand, but it also allows us sometimes to get a little bit beyond you know, typical uh, category and aisle definitions yeah. and to bring together a cohesive brand experience where the consumer gets, oh, I had no idea. And they get to see and they get to experience. I had no idea, you know, that Crayola made all this stuff or Crayola has these types of products. When my kids were a little bit younger, our number one most popular um, item in our household were bath drops, where which is where you get to actually, you know, mm-hmm. uh, color the water that the kids uh, for your bath time. And that was the most fun activity my kids love to do. Awesome. So I think retail is one piece of it. Interactive space is another space that we have uh, focused quite a bit on. And we have... Um, a couple of very successful apps, uh, one is free, one is actually a, subscrip- a subscription-based app, a top five app in the Apple Arcade, incredibly really, really great uh, ratings, over a million monthly active users, really long play time, but all these ways that interactively, without having a stick and a piece of paper or without having a creative toy, all in a digital environment, their kids to get to to really have these... Immersive, creative experiences that really bring gameplay into the mix Mm -hmm. in, in, you know, in the really unique ways. Um, and we're expanding that portfolio of various kinds of interactive experiences, specifically because we think that the canvas can look different. It does not need to always look the same. And so how do we deliver these experiences in, you know, when the canvas looks something like, you know, a digital, um, digital screen? Mm -hmm. And then the third area, that has been really a big focus for us, I would say, over the last 10 years or so. It's been really within location-based entertainment. We have several concepts of, uh, concepts in development as well that are not yet in the market. But our flagship one and the one that people might be most familiar with, it, with is called Crayola Experience. And I was actually in charge of uh, starting that business a number of years oh, ago. Cool. and And really trying to figure out what is it. And what's the experience and how do we deliver it and how do we as a company that is manufacturer by background actually, you know, run this this attractions business and we did it very purposefully, we wanted to curate how the consumer experiences the brand. We wanted to showcase our products and experiences. We wanted to curate that experiences. We wanted it to be a whole family experience. It's Mm -hmm. not just a child sitting at a table at home while the parents are doing chores. This is a family experience. It's very much around helping create family moments and family memories, and it's helping immerse them in creative experiences where they could really just have a lot of fun, but also go, hey, this was really fun. I wanna do more of these kinds of things at home. So for us, it was very purposeful. It was very brand driven Mm -hmm. and something that has been uh, really tremendously successful for the brand. And we're looking to actively expand and grow the the experiential side uh, of our business.
1: That's really cool. And it makes perfect sense. I think Crayola is a perfect bridge between the parent and the child because as a 120 year old brand, that's something that very likely the parent has their own Crayola memories and experiences and to be able to have the platform where everybody's involved, I think that that's just so great. That's just another thing of like creating family moments that helps the, chi- the child's development, that helps everybody involved. So it's just so cool to really be able to see the aperture that Crayola truly has in people's lives.
0: It's absolutely, and I think what's, what's really, I think we're very lucky on this brand that it's a brand that kind of a, is very well-defined yes because uh, i think if i ask most people you know what do you think of crayola they will have an answer it might not always be 100 identical because everybody has their personal experiences but they would have usually have a very clear answer but at the same time the the brand is broad enough where those experiences are unique and when we talk to people oh crayola could do anything Crayola could do this and this and this so definitely we're very lucky to be able to really look for and find such broad range of ways mm-hmm. that um, these experiences can be brought to life and the ways that we can engage the consumer and then ways that we can really um, be truly helpful to educators, be truly helpful to you know, parents and caregivers and, uh, and do it in a way that helps deliver on
1: our overall mission. I love it. And I I really do believe this, that like great innovation requires a steady foundation. You know, whatever that means to a brand and to Crayola, just to have that self-awareness to know what your identity is and to know what your purpose, I think that allows for quicker action and more agile activation, because again, you look to the North Star. Is this serving that? Yes. Fantastic. Next step. Um, So just very, very cool. So I know that you had a, a very diverse background leading up to Crayola, but it seems like when you landed at Crayola, you found a place where you can really grow and uh, develop as a professional. With a, a tenure as impressive as yours, what have you seen on the brand's development and evolution side with your time at the company?
0: Yeah, I think the brand has definitely got, has gotten a lot more, I would say, broader, uh, uh, and as well as more creative in the way that we bring our purpose to life Um, so i had talked about you know the range of ways across product experiences content that's definitely been a big evolution for the brand because you know historically for a a number of years a large portion of our 120 year history we've been very product focused we're a manufacturing company it was probably about 10 years ago that we in earnest started kind of Purposely expanding beyond just products, and really thinking about, hey, it's really about the relationship that the consumer has with our brand, and um, and it, it's not it doesn't it does not just have to be from a product and you know hands-on perspective. Yes, it is absolutely a critical part because creative, hands-on experiences is at the core of what we do. But we've made a very purposeful push into experiences, as I had talked about, specifically with uh, interactive and with location-based entertainment. We're certainly uh, leaning into content in a much heavier way, which is sort of like, uh, it's always been there, but I would call a little bit as a new frontier because just because we're expanding what we do in that space so, so much with digital and social, um, as well as entertainment. Crayola is really looking at at the media and entertainment space because we think we have uh, a unique and a valuable message in helping encourage that creativity and creative self-expression in kids um, and the role that it plays in their life. So just seeing the brand really flourish across all those things has really been very rewarding, very fun. And I would say, you know, we've also been uh, compared to, you know, historically a lot more open and frankly proactive about um, meaningful partnerships mm-hmm. and finding people who have similar beliefs, who have similar values, people who have things that they could bring to the table that, you, you know, if you partner with a brand like Crayola, you could really scale and you could do things that are really interesting, exciting, awesome. meaningful to the consumer and allow us to scale what we do beyond what we would have been able to do ourselves. That's something that, you know, uh, the old Crayola would have been a little bit more kind of what we do ourselves, mm-hmm. but we are definitely taking a very fresh approach to partnerships uh, and working with other people who are best in class in their particular space or area and how do we partner together Because while we do absolutely have a business to run, and that's a very, very big part, obviously, what we do, we also believe we have this greater purpose. And, you know, when we find people who have some of those shared beliefs, we together we could do so much more.
1: Absolutely. And I can't imagine there are too many companies out there that wouldn't jump at the <laughs> opportunity to work with a brand as loved as Crayola is. There's just so much positivity around the brand that I don't know, you start from such a good thing. I, I really do agree with you that, that as an organization, it's a it's an earned luckiness. You know, it's a, you're fortunate We're to have very this lucky, I agree. But you've earned that I think as a just a yeah. company as a product and now as a you know relationship with kids, their parents, and their education.
0: Yeah. And and again, I, I know this probably sounds repetitive, but I think that clarity of purpose has been a really big part of it because what it allowed us to do is to keep that brand, the brand consistent, protect the brand, preserve the brand, build the brand. And with that clarity of purpose, we've been able to take something that was already really strong and continue to build it. Um, and that's what really attracts a lot of partners because it is so well-known, because it is so defined, because it is so positive in what it does both physically as well as, you know, advocacy-wise uh, and social impact-wise. That, that's, been, that's been a core part of,
1: I think, the why. Mm-hmm. I'm certainly not surprised at that. Yeah. Victoria, we're going to pivot the podcast a little bit. We ask a couple questions of each of our guests. The first one is open-ended by design. What are your thoughts on diversity, equity, and inclusion?
0: I think it's it's just the way you need to do things. It's not a separate thing. It's not a you know standalone effort. It's really or should be across everything that you do. And I think for us internally, or for for our organization, our brand, a couple of you know I would say uh, a key principles that we've sort of followed. One is. It is not just an external exercise to do it right and to do it authentically well, we, we used to, we, we like to say your insights have to match your outsides. Ooh, like and that. you know it's in yes, it's in how we bring things to life, but it's in how we live and how we work every day. If we get that right, what we do externally, it's going to be right. It is all going to fall in place because it all comes from a genuine and authentic place. So for us, it's really, it is around both the internal and the external, which I would say is such a big thing for purpose as well, right? Your culture has to drive it, not just what you do externally. Say so, you know, same thing here. The second one is everything we do is, you know, should be in the context of our mission meaning that if our purpose uh, is to help raise creatively alive kids then it should be everything we do in the DNI space should be done in the context of helping that mission and for us it's it's really empowering enabling kids to see themselves to reflect themselves to, make, to be able to make it, you know, relevant and personal in a way that, you know, they can't if they don't feel included in whatever it is that you're doing or portraying or communicating. Mm-hmm. So I think we feel it you know, we feel that A, it needs to be consistent, but more importantly, it's really an enabler for, for a mission and what we're trying to accomplish. And then the third point is kind of a, a little bit back to that authenticity, but I think it's, you know, just knowing how to do it right and what is true DNI. And we very much believe that it's sort of a combination. I think some, sometimes the DNI conversation focuses on recognizing and valuing the differences. And we would say, is like, hey, that's only half of it. Absolutely. Right. It is really about, uh, yes, you do need to recognize and value and appreciate people's differences, whether it's race or gender or point of views or perspectives. But it's also about, you know, valuing what actually is common among us. Right. That we have things that unite us as people, regardless of all those things. Absolutely. And we think that, you know, the true DNI is really is the is the yin and yang between Valuing and having that commonality of what binds us as people, while recognizing some of those things that make us different and unique, and I think kind of finding that balance—you know—we think is is important to do it right. I love it.
1: Commonality—it's—it's an often overlooked part of this diversity, equity, inclusion conversation—is that we do have starting grounds. We are there are things that bind us as a human race, and that if. You know, thinking past that is uh, is just is not a wise move. So, uh, yeah, yeah. couldn't it's, agree with you more. It's both. It's ha- it's two halves of the whole. For sure. Mm-hmm. So, Victoria, I can't imagine you have a ton of free time on your hands. <laughs> There's so much going on at the Crayola brand. But when you do have some spare time, uh, what do you like to do? Whether it's TV, music, uh, podcasts books what do you like what is what's victoria time look like
0: (laughs) um victoria time is very much heavy on family time um i happen to have three kids um who are fully into who are all multi-sport athletes and and have their own interests um and passions and and, and really nurturing and helping support all that is, is a big, big part of, of our family time. Yeah. Um, I also, you know, specific, especially in the pandemic, we've sort of discovered this, you know, family movie time thing. Right. Um, while we were in lockdown, we would literally watch a movie every single night. Well, that only lasted a few weeks, <laughs> but but still it sort of kind of created this new family tradition of um of either movies or finding a show that we all enjoy and, and just watching that as a family. So we definitely enjoy doing that. And when I'm not doing all of the above, um, my personal time is quiet time with a book. Mm-hmm. I don't get a lot of that, but um, you know, I'm an introvert by nature, so a little bit of that quiet
1: time to uh to recharge is is sometimes necessary. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. As loud as I present, I <laughs> have a part of me that is introvert. That if it's not fed, uh, at least something every once in a while uh, can really throw off my entire. Day. We all
0: recharge in different ways. Just find yours, right? <laughs>
1: absolutely. Absolutely. So, Victoria, if people want to keep up with what you're doing, with what the Crayola brand is doing, how do we how do we keep in touch?
0: I think that one of the best ways is probably through, frankly, social media, mm-hmm. because it's a channel, if you can call it that, that we, you know, Crayola as a brand uses a lot, you know, and frankly, it's just, it's a space where you could find and learn anything and everything on the brand. And no matter what we do, it ends up, um, it ends up being pretty central there. So I would say probably that's, that's, the, that's the best way to learn and, uh, and hopefully a lot more exciting things uh, to come.
1: I love it. Victoria, thank you so much. This has been such an incredible conversation. Thank you for being a guest on the Marketing Futures Podcast. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Marketing Futures Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode and that you'll join us next week when I discuss the future of sponsorships with sports business Steve Feuerstein, part one of a two-part epic. The Marketing Futures Podcast airs Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, If you have a topic or guest you'd like to hear on the podcast, shoot us a note at marketingfutures at ANA.net. We'd love to hear from you. And as always, find what you need to future-proof your brand at ANA.net slash futures.
0: This has been a presentation of the ANA Podcast Network, powered by Odyssey.